we ended up shattering the record. I think the record is in the 700,000 and, you know, we crossed that million mark. Uh, and it was interesting to see Fwiz, who's the head of gaming at YouTube, tweet out that he's the only two creators that have broken a million. Concurrence are now Mr. Beast and uh, El Rubius. What's up, everyone? We are back with episode five of Creator Economics. I am fresh off the plane uh, from getting back from Creator Games 2. If you didn't watch Mr. Beast's Creator Games 2, what the hell were you doing on Saturday night? Because we had over a million concurrence watching. Uh, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that, get Blake's perspective, who's also joining me, my co-host. So yeah, fresh off the plane, long weekend, uh, something that we had been looking forward to for a while. Want to get Blake's perspective on it. And you know, Blake, I was saying this to you earlier, I only got our perspective in the studio. I actually don't know what the creator said. I haven't went back and watched the video. Uh, so I should probably do that. But we'd love to get your perspective on creator games and would love to answer some of your questions. And then I can talk a little bit about some of the controversy controversy that happened with the Demilios. Uh, and uh, happy to talk through that as well. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I can't believe it's episode five already. That seems crazy to me. I, I, I literally can't believe it. <laughs> it's been that long. It's already. flying by. And yeah. we, we do have, uh, we're recording our first guest episode in two days. It's yes. probably not who most people would suspect. I think we're going a little bit out in right field on this one, but it's a hot topic, something that you and I, I think both want to talk about, something that, you know, the internet is constantly talking about. So excited to fill that, film that in a few days. Um, but first, let's, uh, let's talk creator game. So question I have for you uh, right off the bat, and I said this earlier, I only saw my perspective. So from a viewer standpoint, how was the show? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I, 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 I sat there like from the moment it started to the moment it ended. I, I, I mean, it's super enjoyable. It's, it's actually the coolest part for me is you don't typically see all these creators like interacting with each other. And so mm -hmm. uh, putting these people against each other and like, I don't know, sort of forcing the conversation and whether it's like through trivia or rock, paper and scissors before, I just think it's a really interesting dynamic. And like you're introducing like these different worlds or universes like dream playing with, mm -hmm. I don't know, like the Demelios or whatever, ZHC playing against the Demelios. Like, um, it, it's just interesting to see those worlds collide. And uh, I think like Mr. Beast is one of the few that, that can actually enable that. So it, it was really entertaining to watch. And um, I haven't watched like the trimmed down version. I th is, is There's mm -hmm. a trimmed down version now, but um, I watched yep. like the full thing live and uh, I thought it was awesome. I mean, I, I think they did an incredible job. Yeah, we cut it down to, uh, I believe it's like 28 minutes. So the three-hour live stream is no longer available, uh, but I need to watch the cut up. I think most everything is in there. We just kind of eliminate a lot of the the like uh, spots in between each questions and things like that. So just to back up a little bit, and you said that you know watching creators compete against each other is, is fascinating. Jimmy had this idea a couple of years ago, and the question that we kind of asked ourselves and the question he asked himself was, why hasn't there been a creator on YouTube that has engaged the entire community and pulled different creators together to compete? And so it started with uh, a circle video at the Cloud House where we had, I believe, six to seven people last to stop standing. Uh, one, I think it was 20, uh, 25,000. That can be a total guess. That was kind of the first uh, version of, hey, let's get the creator community together. The next version uh, was the Battle Royale Airsoft competition that yep. was played in the rain, super muddy environment, a lot of, lot of gamers. Uh, that was like the second stage and everyone had so much fun. And so we just you know, kind of asked ourselves, like, what's the next step to this? 
Jimmy had a lot of ideas that he wanted to execute on. And this was actually going to be in a stadium. That was uh, that was the goal. We wanted to do this live and COVID happened and we had to pivot a little bit. And so we ended up with Creator Games 1, which was mostly rock, paper, scissors. And now we did Creator Games 2, which was trivia. So you watch both. What what were your thoughts from us going with like a, a consistent game of rock, paper, scissors to now transitioning into like a multi-trivia mixed with other stupid questions like how many TikToks is in this in this bathtub kind of thing. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on us kind of yeah. switching up the games? I, I thought it was I thought it was really interesting and and I think some of the questions were really fun. Like I, I think trivia just works for this because I think mm-hmm. it's fun for the people and like the viewers to try and guess and be like, how does this person not know that answer? Like, I, I, I think it, when you watch it back, there, there's definitely some uh, parts that were like memed of like, how did a creator not possibly know this? And uh, I think trivia is great for that. I, I'm curious for you as you like, uh, as you guys were thinking through even just setting this all up, how did like, what were the learnings from rock, paper, scissors? And then like, how did you apply that to then deciding to do trivia here? Yeah, so one thing we did look at was there was a there was a little dip over the course of the whole live stream uh, in viewers. We obviously Tifu, you know, leaked Jimmy's number and we got DDoSed and everything else. But aside from that, uh, the overall game we actually saw a little decline in viewership over the course of the the two and a half hours. So we wanted to to feel we wanted this one to feel fresh, right? So people didn't feel like we were playing the same game over and over and over. I think after Jimmy and I watched the cutdown, we feel like it was, you know, it's very repetitive. I mean, it's the same game, really. And so the thinking was like, for the next one, how do we keep it so each round is completely different from the other and the creators have no idea what to expect? They could be spelling a word like Gangnam Style, which Mark Rober, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't that, even that know was where a to start on that one. <laughs> Whew, uh, to, to like counting jelly beans in a jar to like guessing cake or not cake. Uh, and so for us, like that was one big thing. We wanted to hold an audience throughout the entirety of the stream. We ended up peaking at a little over a million. Uh, and then we held about 850 to 875 the entire stream, which was a goal of ours is like, how do we hold viewership? For th- and it was over three hours. Um, so that was, that was one reason uh, that we pivoted. Um, not to say that, we won't go back to some version of rock, paper, scissors in the future if we do this in a stadium. Uh, but that's why we kind of pivoted uh, to a different like multi-game structure. Yeah. And, and I know the like it sounds like you guys broke some some viewership records, but like how does the viewership for this one compare to the rock, paper, scissors one? I forget what the peak was yeah. for, for that one. Uh, it peaked around 700, I believe 710,000 uh, right before we got hacked and, and the stream crashed. Uh, who knows what we would have honestly got to had that not happened, but it did crash about 20 minutes into the stream. Um, so we had 20 minutes to climb up to 700,000 where this one only took us, I think it was 20 minutes to get over a million. So I'm not a hundred percent on the exact number, but it was close to like 1.052 million uh, concurrent viewers, which is a record. That is the biggest YouTube original live stream ever, uh, bigger than David Blaine. Um, bigger than Will Smith's bungee jump. So that was that was something that we wanted to break. And we ended up shattering the record. I think the record is in the 700,000. And, you know, we crossed that million mark. Uh, and it was interesting to see Fwiz, who's the head of gaming at YouTube, tweet out that he's the only two creators that have broken a million. Concurrence are now Mr. Beast and uh, El Rubius. So uh, pretty That's good. Crazy. Pretty good to be in that. Yeah. So yeah. crazy. There, there was... Crazy. Uh, 
there was there's one element of the stream or like of the creator games where they voted someone back in uh and and mm-hmm. i think dream ended up getting the vote in the crazy thing for that was there was a poll in chat and i don't know if you even saw this but the engagement on that poll i, I believe at the time i don't know let's say it was eight hundred and fifty thousand people watching the stream you could yep. see in in the poll it was like five hundred and fifty thousand or like six hundred thousand votes which is just insane like that like the fact that of the eight hundred thousand people that are watching that many people are like actually care enough to vote uh vote dream back in or vote their favorite creator back in and that mm-hmm. to me was like probably the best signal that that it was a big success is like they, they, it was so good that like people are like in care and they're going and voting and um yeah that was just like mind-blowing to me yeah so the stats on that i think we had five hundred and twenty thousand views uh or five hundred and twenty thousand votes over the course of about three minutes yeah. uh you can only vote once this wasn't a situation where you could vote multiple times and dream had 41 percent of those oh, 520,000. that he has such an amazing engaged audience they are just the biggest stands i've ever seen in my entire life uh but we knew it we're like okay if dream gets eliminated and there's a poll he's gonna win that poll um we were pretty confident in that so not a shocker yeah. uh but yeah crazy crazy that we had I, I wish we could have used that poll mechanic a little bit more that was really yeah. the only only part of the show that we got to use that though i wish we could have done like a ask the audience now mm. thinking about it uh say there's a question a b c d and a creator could pull the audience and then see if the audience was right i think in the next one that'd be something cool to look at yeah that'd be that'd be awesome and and, and maybe just taking a step back like what actually went into planning all this like i mean obviously we're talking about yeah. how it was like this massive success but i don't think people realize like how much work and how many people behind the scenes there are working and like like how much time did it actually take to coordinate plan like how did you decide who was going to be in it all of that stuff just from like a pure logistics side i think would be interesting here yeah yeah it's actually um quite complex when in, in the first one was just as difficult first time doing it having to deal with uh 32 different povs plus jimmy's three povs and having to switch those uh pretty periodically and then also the randomness of jimmy being like hey cut to chandler hey throw a frog on the screen um put put like money on the screen and so having some like a team uh in the back end actually being able to do that uh but you know this had been something that we'd been planning for the last three months we'd know we'd known about creator games too for a while um since midsummer because of the success of the first one and so we had a large production team we ended up using a company named fly on the wall who actually did the first one as well and they had uh, a few people on location obviously there's there's rules that we had to abide by because of covid so we couldn't have their whole team out there but we did have a few and then we had a lot of people in a control room uh either in los angeles or, or in new york uh, which helped with, and this is one thing that people don't don't think about as well. You have to do individual tech checks for each of those influencers just to make sure their mic works, their camera works. Uh, one thing I didn't think about is that if they have something on the wall, like you, have, I have all this stuff back here, and you have stuff on the back of your wall. If you don't own that, you got to remove it, right? Mm. And so we had a lot of issues with like people having things in the background that they didn't have rights to put in the show. Um, and so we had to have a team check on clearances uh, and remove all that. And then we also had to have a large team actually drafting questions and then fact checking those questions. Um, so oh, this, wow. was a, this was a three month process to get this show together. Everyone worked um, in unison and you know, thank goodness it went off without a hitch. I think my biggest, you know, the one thing that, that I was probably fearful about was us getting hacked. 
uh, and that ended up not happening. Thank goodness uh, after the first one. But yeah, uh, I, I think people underestimate the amount of people that that actually you know have to work behind the scenes. And and thanks to you know YouTube Originals, they were so helpful in this entire process and getting some of the creators to sign on and and helping with legal clearances and things like that. So uh, big W's all around. Yeah, and and for people who don't know, like, what does that even mean to be like a YouTube original? And and like, does does that mean you guys struck a deal with YouTube to help put this on? Were they technically the sponsor of this, like, uh, the creator games? What does that actually look like? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it like a sponsor. It's YouTube's. It's a it's a internal team inside of of YouTube or inside of Google that is responsible for larger productions. They like to to lean towards creators, but they've done things like Cobra Kai. That I'm sure people have watched on YouTube Originals that I think is on another streaming service now, all the way down to documentaries. They did a InSync Backstreet Boys documentary, uh, a few other really awesome documentaries that you guys should go check out. Um, but we struck a deal with them. They also did the first one. They signed on for the second one. Uh, so they paid for you know most of the production and the prize pool and, and all that. And so again, thanks to, to YouTube Originals for getting involved. And, and hopefully we can figure out you know, some more things to do with them. We're, we're currently in talks for a few more projects that we can't technically announce or talk about yet uh, that will be on, you know, the same scale, if not bigger. Actually, some, one of these is way bigger than anything I think any creator has ever done, but that's kind of become Jimmy's MO. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, YouTube Originals has been great. And if you're a, a larger creator out there, um, I'm sure you've spoken with them. And if you haven't, you should definitely get connected. Yeah, no, and, and and I think that makes a lot of sense. As far as I guess, it's like if you had to put a number on how much it cost, or if you can share, or like, and and how many people actually were like behind the scenes. Like, I think it'd just be interesting to to know that. Like, depending on what you can share. Yeah, I probably can't share the the cost, um, just because there is some some disclose this non disclosures and and things like yeah, that yeah. in place. But people behind the scene easily um, forty, I wow. would say, um, scaling oh up to sixty. If you include Night Media plus Fly on the Wall plus YouTube Originals plus Mr. Beast's uh, internal production crew. We easily had 50 people working on this uh, just to get this one live stream done. So uh, the scale of, of this project, and that's not, and we didn't have a lot of people in studio. We had three sets. Uh, we had some of your 100 Thieves boys. Uh, we had Courage and Nadeshot come out, and Courage was amazing uh, as always. And, and Nadeshot, I think, has a career uh, in, uh, in broadcast or play-by-play -play or whatever he wants to go into. Uh, after all this hundred thieves stuff is over, he definitely has a career. Uh, he is actually very, very good, uh, and was very entertaining during the show. Uh, and so we had three sets, and then we had a school set with which Chris and uh, and Carl. Uh, and honestly, the team that was at the studio was probably only ten because of what was going on and and the COVID regulation. Uh, but easily thirty people um, behind the scenes that weren't physically there. Wow, that's I mean that's insane. I mean that's I, I think it's super easy to be watching and just being like oh it's just like these these this group of people and like there isn't a bunch of people working to put it all together but i think even just the idea of coordinating all of those like live streams or, or like getting all these people to broadcast whatever i don't know what software you guys were using but um i have to imagine mm -hmm. that that in itself is is a difficult task so um yeah i mean I, I think it's just i think people continue to underestimate how much work goes into to these things and so uh yeah i just think it's super interesting what was so I, like I said before, I didn't get to see both uh, perspectives, right? What was your like highlighted 1v1, right? Creator versus creator highlighted matchup. I know you talked a little bit about Laser Beam. I have no idea what he said. All I got was what <laughs> Nate Shot was saying to him. 
Um, so what were what were the highlights to you? Oh man, I I, I think I think Laser Beam was just hilarious. Like I, I've I've knew of Laser Beam and have watched a couple of his videos, but I think his his personality really showed through on on uh, on the stream. And he, I mean, he was making jokes about like not going to to school and dropping out and um and they, that was the banter is like nate shot was like <laughs> stay in school and laser beams like if i win then like can we get nate shot to to admit that uh people shouldn't go to uh stay in school and uh i i think overall though like i was super uh impressed with like demelio's i, I like i was like wow that's that's mm-hmm. crazy I, I wasn't expecting to make it that far and also like even just the idea that uh, like I think it's super cool that all these creators allocated. I don't know, it was probably three hours, four hours worth of time, depending on if they were before or yep. after. Like, uh, and I just thought that was awesome that like so many of these creators were uh, down to do that and, and devote three or four hours on their Saturday to to do it. And so I, I it's hard to say a specific moment, but I I, I think overall, um, I I think Laser Beam was like the one who stole the show from me. I was just like, this guy's hilarious. Like I need to go and watch more of his content. And that's like, that was one other cool aspect of it is I got exposure to like new creators that I, I maybe wouldn't have watched otherwise, or like been as familiar with. And, and obviously they were already massive. So like, um, like I, I think yeah. I don't even know who the smallest creator was on there, but, um, like all of them were already massive, but it, it definitely inspired me to like search a lot of those people up. Cause I was like, wow, that seems like they have a great personality. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, there definitely wasn't a small creator. I'm trying to think who had, who was the smallest in terms of subs. It would have had to have been someone that has like already 2 million. Um, yeah. But I, everyone that we had uh, is insane. I, I don't know how many creators we actually had that over, over 10 million subs, hmm. um, but I'm guessing it was over 15 easily, yeah. Um, yeah. which is crazy to think about because it, you know, five years ago, it was awesome to have a million subscribers. Now, like that threshold's 10. Um, yeah. So, the goal line has moved quite a bit to what is a big creator now. And now Jimmy is just moving it further and further and further as we cross into, into 50 million. Um, so one thing that I did, I did want to talk about, and you said the Demilio's and you were shocked that, you know, they made it as far as they did. And, and you got to see the games. I didn't get oh, to yeah, see yeah. the games play out. I just got to see the, the outrage on social media <laughs> after the event. Uh, and then some of the conversations that I had to have, and then obviously Jimmy tweeting. Um, so what was your perspective um, sitting at home? Uh, obviously, we had a few people that had more than one. I can talk about why uh, yeah. we had that. Uh, but what was like your perspective? Because they also, they met each other, right? Matt, Pat, and Steph played against the Demilios, And I yeah. would arguably say that Matt and Steph, to me, were the favorites outside of Mark Rober, who completely whiffed yeah, on yeah. gangdom style um, <laughs> but but Matt and Steph were definitely the favorites in the show yeah and, and for the people who like maybe didn't watch the, the controversy was around uh pretty much it, the, the format was trivia um and it was for the most part 1v1 where it's like one creator versus another uh there were several groups that like Matt Pat and Steph and Yes Theory uh that had two uh people with them and then Demelio's actually had the entire family so it was the four of them uh and so there was a controversy around like is this yep. uh like is it actually a real win if they had four people working together on on uh on the trivia questions i personally like that didn't even really like i don't know that that didn't phase me at all i was just like okay like it's still really difficult to answer these questions and i guess technically you can say there's an advantage if you have four people there but for the most part it seemed like dixie was was uh, like really carrying it anyways and and they even admitted it like they're like Dixie's answering almost all of these. Like the the actually the one part 
that really stuck out to me was when Dixie, like, uh, they asked the pie question. I don't know if you were able to see yeah. that, but like Dixie wrote down like six digits of pie. And I was like, OK, like she just carried this like uh, single handedly. And so, uh, yeah, I, yep. I don't think it was as controversial from my perspective, but I'd love for like from your perspective, like, yeah. do you think it was unfair? Do you think it was controversial that, that they won? Yeah, so Jimmy and I wanted the D'Amelio family involved, right? Um, they do mostly everything as a family. And so we thought that dynamic in the creator games would be awesome for people to see. Um, just like Matt, Pat, and Steph, and Yes Theory, we probably could have brought a few other people in, um, you know, with a few other creators, but we didn't really, we didn't go that deep into it, right? It wasn't like we had a lot of thought behind this. Uh, but I will say the D'Amelios did play against everyone that had an extra person, right? I believe they beat Yes Theory. Uh, and then they went on to, to beat Matt and Steph at one of the questions, like you had originally said, was she did, I believe, 12 digits of pi. Um, she deserves to win just on that alone. 12 digits. Yeah. Uh, she beat Matt on yeah. digits yeah, of yeah, pi. Yeah, which is crazy. And then she... And then she also beat him on guessing how many jelly beans were in that jar. And Jimmy gave, I believe he gave the dimensions of the jar to Matt. And so we thought, like, we're like, oh, this is like such a given for him. Like, he's going to be able to calculate how many are in this jar. Um, and she got that question over him. Uh, and then at the end, like, we just thought it was fair to do a 1v1. We're like, listen, they've made it this far. They beat out who we thought were the favorites. And now let's do Dixie versus ZHC for the championship, 1v1 for who gets to win, and she killed it. Uh, now, Zach did guess that there was 80,000 popes, uh, which was a little bit of a miss, um, but Dixie and the family wholeheartedly deserve to win. If you can guess 12 digits of pi and beat Matt Pat at that question, you deserve to win the creator games. I completely agree. I, I, I didn't, like, the 1v1 at the end should have, like, you know, solved all of that, and there shouldn't have been any controversy yeah. after that, right? Like the the pizza question the pope question like she won like fair and square and i to me like i didn't even see the controversy like the, i think the controversy really just rose because people were just like upset that their favorite creator didn't win right like once dream is out you know it's like okay yeah. like uh it's like oh no like they, they they only won because they have four people but I, I just don't think that's the truth uh like they 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 did a great job and um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was awesome, like what what they were able to do. Yeah, and people also need to remember this is uh this money's going back to subscribers, right? Like it, it they're not pocketing any of this cash. Uh, so let's let's end up seeing like what they do and and what maybe they give it to a charity, maybe you know they they give it back to their fans in some different trivia way. Like I I don't know what they're gonna do yet. You know, if it was a cash prize going to the winner in like it, we were actually paying out, maybe Jimmy and I would have paid more attention. Uh, but this was all for fun. This was for the subscribers. This wasn't for them. And again, and I'll say this, you know, as many times as I have to, like Dixie answering that pie question, like she deserved, that family deserved to win. So I, I understand why people think it's unfair because there is four people sitting on a couch. Uh, but the people that the creators that they went up against and beat and the questions that they had to answer to win and then the 1v1 against ZHC at the end. Um, that should be it. Um, end of end of discussion. And I'm happy for them. And I can't wait to see what they do with the money. Yeah, I think I think Dixie mentioned that they were going to use it on their family channel, actually, um, to give back, which like I, I think she mentioned that on stream. And so I think that that would be awesome. And and 
Uh, again, like it's yeah. going back to the fans at the end of the day. And so like, I, I it, there shouldn't even be a controversy to begin with. So, um, and I don't think any of the creators were upset. Like, um, and, and those are the people that, that you met. I, I mean, you, you pretty much saw everyone that was within the creator mm-hmm. games, uh, tweeting out and saying like, what? We don't care. Like, uh, like that, that wasn't at all, uh, the reason why we lost. Like it's because we didn't know the answer on our own. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't see any controversy around it. I, I think they won fair and square. Do you like so you you hinted towards doing this in the future, uh? Like, what do you think you'll change in the future if you're like doing another creator games? I'm assuming assuming there will be a creator games three at some point. Like, what do you think were the major takeaways from this one as far as like what you guys will change in the future? Will you do a shorter? Will you uh, bring in new people? How, how do you even think about all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, we haven't had a chance to digest it fully yet. I, I think one thing that we hit that we'll do in the third one if there is ever a third one is we will do less creators i think Hmm. 32 became a little long at the beginning for the first round even though to me the first round probably carried on a little longer than it should have but it was great content like everyone wanted to wanted to see more of the creators that were playing uh instead of addison ray answering one question getting kicked out it was best of three so i'm also glad we did that um i think you know more fan engagement is something that I need to work on with YouTube originals of how do we get the fans more engaged instead of just one single pull at the end to bring someone back in. You know, I think having courage uh, and Nate shot added a really cool dynamic to the internal beast crew to like have those guys there. And, and Jack is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> incredible. He's amazing. Uh, and so, so having him there was awesome. Uh, having, you know, him and Jimmy on the podium uh, and then, like I said, Nate shot. So I, I think some version of that will happen again, whether it's Matt or Jack or or two other people, you know, we'll figure that out. Uh, I would love, love to do this in a stadium. I don't know if that's even feasible within the next six to eight months. I yeah. I don't know what what's going to happen. So I would say if we do it again, probably won't be in a stadium, um, probably be digitally again. We have to we have to figure out what the game is. I really like trivia, but I do think that there there might be a little pivot in the overall game. But like I said, we haven't really digested it yet. I'm fresh off the plane. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we celebrated that night. We were happy about million concurrence. I think we'll we'll get together and have a have a meeting as an entire team after I can also watch the show uh, and figure that out. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to do one for for fans too. You know, just bring in like twenty fans and do trivia. <laughs> you know, like basically yeah. run it back and 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 because I I think one of the things I've always loved about uh, like Jimmy or Mr. Beast's content is like he's he's essentially a game show host in a lot of ways and uh, and and the creator games is like one angle of that. But it's so interesting to think about how you can apply. Uh, what you've done there to to other areas and whether it's giving back to fans and doing it. But I, I think there's some, I mean, there's amazing potential all around all of it. And um, I mean, it's just awesome that, that you guys do it. Cause again, like you're bringing so many people together uh, that otherwise like are just on their own corners of YouTube. Yeah. I think uh, like now thinking about fan engagement, one thing that would have been really interesting is for every question. Uh, I know we did that poll in the chat. If we were able to do a lot of the questions for the fans and then they would have 10 seconds as well as the creators to answer that question and say it was like cake or not cake, right? And then we could have the fans all vote and see if the fans were right as opposed to the creators. Um, I think that's something that we have to think about a little bit is how do we keep people fully engaged throughout a two to three hour show? Uh, because I, I do think trivia is, it's so fun to watch. We had a lot of, we had a lot of questions we didn't even get to. Um, that I was really hoping would pop up. But by the end of the show, Jimmy was just kind of picking at random. 
Uh, I don't even know. Was there a Pokemon? We had a lot of Pokemon questions. Uh, I think Dream got the only one, and this is sad to say, but he only thought there was 39 species of Pokemon, which still (laughs) still hurts. Uh, And but we had like a lot of like guess this Pokemon uh, that we never got to, so a lot of good questions just didn't even get played. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's there. There's so much potential around the trivia format, so I'm I'm curious to see what what you guys do moving forward because I I do think there's a ton of potential around that, and even like from a fan perspective of you know like you write them as in as one of the contestants, you know, like where it's like they're playing, like one person plays against them and, and it's like the fans are just like voting on what the answer is. Uh, and like they, they choose, like, I, I just think there's fun stuff to do from that side. And like, if they win, then someone random in chat gets, you know, money or something. But yeah, I mean, I think there's so much potential around all of that. Couldn't agree more. I, I would have loved to see the fans guesses on the TikTok Tic Tacs. Uh, there's oh, yeah. actually a million Tic Tacs. For those of you who don't believe so, I saw the massive bag of Tic Tacs come in on a pallet um, and it did fill up a hot tub. Uh, so there was, in fact, a million Tic Tacs uh, in that in that hot tub. Um, so for those fans that are like, no, there wasn't. Uh, yes, there, there definitely was. Um, and they are now everywhere in the studio because when Carl got out of this thing, he had a hoodie on and they were in his pockets. And so now there's Tic Tacs everywhere. So someone's going to have to figure that out and clean that up. But yeah, some type of fan engagement. Um, I think that's definitely definitely a route that YouTube is going to want to take. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think from my perspective, Creator Games was in Matt or Creative Games 2 was a massive success. I think uh, it's now I mean, I, I'm I, I'm always staying tuned as to like what Jimmy and his crew are doing. And I, I always know you guys are up to something else. So I'm I'm really excited to see what comes next. And I, I, again, like you, it, he's the one creator in my mind with maybe the exception of like PewDiePie uh, who can bring together a lot of these creators, especially ones that are all from very different parts of, of YouTube and, and just social media. And so I, I'm excited to like that he's using his uh, reach in that way, because again, like uh, there's very few people that can, can run something like this. Yeah. And we tried to get uh, content genres uh, all inside of creator games. Like we even pulled uh, one of the biggest ASMR artists, GB, uh, back into the creator games this year. For those of you who don't know what ASMR is, uh, I believe they talked about it at the beginning of the show. I remember Jimmy saying something about ASMR as I was like eating pizza over to the <laughs> side. Uh, so, you know, it's like pu- pulling in those different content types and and creators that people may not know. And I'm sure you probably had no idea. You're like, oh, who's GB, right? And then yeah, you yeah, search yeah. it and you're like, wow, this is actually incredibly satisfying to watch. Um, so that's, that's also one cool thing about the creator games that, that I've been excited about is, is pulling in these creators that people may not know. Um, and it gives people a chance to not only like see them in this environment, but then it also lets them like go check out that channel, uh, as well. And so, yeah, that, that's also been something, you know, for us that, that we've had a lot of fun with. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it was just a massive success and, and being able to discover new people like that is, is great. Like, I, I really had no idea who some of those people were, but you look them up and you're like, oh my gosh, they have like 10 million subscribers and, and they have clearly uh, done super well. And I, I think that's sort of like my favorite part about YouTube is, is you like discover these creators and you're like, wow, like uh, who knew that there was that many people that watched this type of content? 
And then it's like, oh, yeah, this makes a ton of sense. And then you end up getting hooked. And so, like, I've I now watched, like, 20 different laser beam videos since, like, uh, since Saturday. <laughs> Just, like, I've went down a yeah. rabbit hole. And, like, I'm watching, like, Roblox videos. And I didn't even know, like, I, I liked watching Roblox videos. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, laser beam is great. And he's just so entertaining. So that's, like, a perfect example of, uh, and, and I hope that that happens for a lot of other people that, that watch it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Well, guys, I... I want to talk about this a little bit. I know this is like fresh in my mind. Creator Games just happened a few days ago. Uh, this is Creator Economics. Thanks for listening once again, episode five. We will have a guest on the next episode uh, filming in a couple days. We're excited. He will not be in office. Blake lives in uh, a different city than I do. We'll figure that out eventually where we can get uh, in the same studio. Maybe it's when we fly out to LA uh, and do one of the, the 100 Thieves folks or someone like that. Uh, but we will have a guest on the next show. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who that is, uh, but you, can you give any hints? For, man, I feel like if I, do you have a hint? Do you have a hint in mind? I feel like if I give a hint, I'm going to completely give it away. Uh, mm. Like we did state a few things uh, within this show that pertain to that guest. Um, so maybe people can decipher that. Uh, this mm. is so like outside of like our probably element that I don't know if people will be able to figure that out, but. There's there's something in your background that might hint towards it. That, that's all I'll say. It's actually gone. Uh, oh, now well, it's no, no well, longer. Never mind. Okay. No longer. <laughs> I I will talk about why those are no longer in the background of my video on the next episode. Okay. Uh, so there is a reason that they are no longer, or the, that thing is no longer behind me. Um, but please tune in for the next one, guys. If you have any more questions about Creator Games, uh, feel free to to message in the in the comments below and, and leave a like. And and thanks again for listening. Yeah, thank you.